0: Email offers to podcast at victorsalmon.com. I love talking about relationships and intimacy, and I love cross-promotion and working with other podcasters. Okay, let's hear about today's episode. Adventures in Pain with Billy! Every time I say chronic pain, I'm starting to feel like that TV ad where they talk about the dreaded gingivitis. Apologies if you actually have gingivitis. It's hard not to be serious when talking about chronic pain because it sucks so much. Unless, of course, you're Billy, who somehow manages to hold on to this dark, sarcastic, and lightning sense of humor. Her sense of humor is second to no one I know. We share stories today about pain and a pain management strategy. We touch on, well, Billy touches on periods, and then we briefly talk about, slash, more than briefly talk about her last major trip to the hospital. As a content warning, COVID does get briefly mentioned. Other than that, let's get to the session here on Intimate Interactions. So, sorry, you were talking about cognitive behavioral therapy to change your relationship with pain.
1: Yeah, so we're using, so the cognitive behavioral therapy, we're working on uh, negative self-talk and just general gloom and doom, I guess, attitude occasionally. And um also going to be working like um he's teaching me a really kind of basic way to meditate right now where i literally just sit for right now 15 minutes we'll be moving up to 20 and just count and just try not and like if i have a thought push it away and just start my count over so it's like literally just like one two like as i breathe counting in and out in and out and just like trying to focus on not thinking (laughs) if that makes sense
0: yeah it it totally makes
1: sense like think of it as a bus shows up and you have to tell the bus no i'm not getting on you i'm acknowledging that you're a thought but Mm -hmm. i will not take part in it and like so that's kind of cool so we've been working on that which is nice because it actually does help my tachycardia which is always a nice benefit great (laughs) oh meditation does do stuff um but he's got me starting a new program um that he wants me to do um that's going to be it's meditation to um kind of just change the way you think of pain like chronic pain okay so kind of interested to get into that that'll be next week But he got like sent me the page with the introductions and stuff and it's really cool it's got all these different courses and it's free and it's got courses and videos that you can just
0: do online by yourself um, to go through. That sounds great. I um yeah. I recently did something similar, um, but it was for depression, and it was called um, Mindfulness-Based Cognitive Therapy was what it was yeah. called. Exactly. And yeah, it was focused on similar stuff. One item I actually really liked was something I didn't learn um, in that class, which is that different visualizations work for different people so for example um you can think of it like a bus you can think of it like like any number of things you can think of it like um being in a river and sort of standing in the river and thoughts just come down the river towards you and the objective is to like breathe and focus on your breathing or focus on the imagined sound of the river and just let the thoughts pass slowly under you and disappear behind you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. I, I really like that one because once it disappears behind you, you're just focused again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: so you don't watch it go. It might snag on like the sides of the river bank or it might snag on your feet, but once it's gone, it's, it's gone so I find that one useful um, another one was someone told me for sleeping you can think of it as watching rail cars go by and as a thought like walks up to you you kind of like put it on the rail car and then you're like so long and it just takes off no. and hey. sometimes, sometimes it jumps off the train and comes back and then you put it on another rail car and you just watch it go oh there you go
1: that works too
0: yeah so different different people find that like focusing on the approach or on like the the exit can be more useful. But I mean, a bus is as good as any.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, and like the thing is is like sometimes, you know, I get to three or four. It's just like, oh, oh man, I was thinking again, like, you know. And then some <laughs> days like I can actually get to ten and start over. Like so it it just really depends on the day. But
0: a yeah. course holiday
1: season is just insanity anyway
0: so yeah i i do my best to remember that the most critical part is beginning again and in smiling at i don't want to say the failure but at the at the process like recognizing yeah. that it's not about this it's not about being perfect or thought-free it's about practicing perseverance for me yes
1: yeah. No, absolutely. And that's like, that's basically exactly what it is, right? It's nobody's ever going to be without thoughts. Like you can't actually just sit there and not have thoughts. We're meant to have thoughts. It's being able to push through and be like, no, I am calm. I am relaxed. There is nothing. (laughs) But yeah, like the first few times, like I wanted to check the timer. I was, like, squirming, and, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was, like, freaking out. I was, like, I don't like this. I don't like sitting. And then there was, like, when I started going up to 15 minutes, there was a couple days where I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, where is 15 minutes? It's got to be coming up. And then there was, like, other times where the alarm scared me. Like, I wasn't expecting that (laughs) time to have passed. You know what I mean? Where I was just, like, doing my thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, beep, 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 beep. And I'm, like, oh 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 okay oh yeah i I, I did it oh wow (laughs) so
0: yeah and i've had i've had the the critical success and the critical fail version of that where like the success quote-unquote is where you're like oh i wasn't having a thought until that alarm went off um and then the fail version of that is like i was so lost in thought i forgot i was meditating
1: (laughs) (laughs) There was one day, and I just, like, I don't know, I must have just been so exhausted, but I kept drifting off, sitting up, like, (laughs) sitting upright, like, and kept doing, like, a little, like, nod off, and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, that's not meditating, really, that's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Not the same.
0: (laughs) Totally. I think, I find that, like... That some folks, when they're really new, and and I know you're not new, and I'm not explaining this to you. I'm just sort of putting it in for context for folks listening oh, yeah. if they're if they're fairly new to meditation. Um, but some folks don't really understand the difference. They're like, well, what's the difference between like sitting still and not doing anything and like sitting still, not doing anything and falling asleep? And the biggest difference that I would point out of of probably a few is this idea of focus and attention, yes, like it's very much about, cultivating so being the...
1: alert and like yeah
0: yeah cultivating the ability the... to control your awareness and your focus
1: yeah exactly so it's a, it's the complete opposite when it comes down to it like it feels like it should be similar but really right. sleep you're trying to get out of focus and just like drift off whereas like with meditation you're like i am strong i'm stronger than the night <laughs> can just push through like because for me like i'm just so i'm just such like a squirmy and otherwise person right like i just Mm -hmm. part of it's it's funny because actually somebody brought that up in life hacks the other day they're like does anyone else like really like rocking chairs and like just moving and i'm like yes all the time
0: (laughs) i mean i'll take rocking in any position chair or fetal
1: yeah right it's (sighs) soothing right <laughs> it
0: really is and sometimes you just gotta
1: and like so for me to be able to just like sit somewhere and like actually just you know focus on my task is just beyond what i could have comprehended that i ever actually could do it do you mm-hmm. know what i mean every yeah. time someone told me meditation could really help you like and part of me goes like nothing will help me because you know <laughs> <is stupid>.
0: but, <laughs> yeah.
1: but like You know, like, the more you read into it and everything, it really can. And also, I do have the ability to do it as much as I thought that, like, my personality goes completely against everything that meditation should stand for. But I could do it. And it helps. It feels good, right? So it's kind of just really changed my viewpoint of that, which surprised me, because I'm always such a hard wall (laughs)
0: yeah the um the research on mindfulness is pretty impressive like when you look at the health benefits you're like really ah crap does this mean i have to learn to meditate now what do you
1: mean crocheting an animal crossing isn't just enough
0: (laughs) why can't it be enough
1: coloring books is that meditating come on
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but that's the ultimate challenge is like not having a place to put your attention
1: Mm -hmm. and trying
0: to be attentive it's like in a sense you're we're still kind of cheating when we're doing the exercise
1: yeah
0: we are focusing on something so like whether like when you're doing a body scan style meditation so instead of focusing on um like an inner monologue or like counting out numbers you're you're doing your best to bring your awareness to things that exist in your environment or yes. in the case of like a body scan one, you're trying to become aware of parts of your body to build like somatic awareness. Yeah. The, yeah. Like once the upper levels, the, <laughs> the upper levels, sorry, I missed what you said.
1: So you got to get past the little intro part.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, it's so interesting that the awareness begins by touching thumb and one of your fingers, um, because from that initial sensation, awareness sort of in my understanding and practice of it should spread from that point. Um, But then that gets really difficult when you get down to like your knees and your shins and you're trying to not look at your body But also try and build awareness of parts that you're not touching. That's so challenging for me. And then the most challenging part is to stretch and hold my awareness over all of the area I've brought my awareness to at the same time. That's just so difficult for me. And like when I hear about like the just like the higher end exercises for like somatic meditation. I'm like, that just sounds like I can't conceive of that being possible, but I'm sure if I practice enough, it would be.
1: Yeah. My, um, my therapist actually, like he talks about, he's, he's actually really awesome. He's very open. and I talked to him about psilocybin um, since we know that I use that and stuff. Right. So, um, he actually, we were talking about meditation, but then we also were touching on psychedelics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, one of the reasons I got into meditation and mindfulness is that I used to do a lot of LSD when I was younger. And right. I wanted to learn how to feel like I was on LSD without taking LSD.
0: Interesting. And
1: I was like, oh, and he's like, and you can actually do it. He's like, you can get there. He's like, it's a process and it's long. And he's like, and, you know, obviously it's not the same. Mm -hmm. He's like, but you can get that, that euphoria wash over feeling and you can get that like, you know, almost like hallucinogenic state once you get to this point of mindfulness. And I was like, that's really interesting, especially when they start looking at how they're researching how LSD actually changes the way you understand pain in your body Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that
0: that makes perfect sense. Like with how hallucinogens alter, sorry, I cut you off, but how they alter your filtering in your brain. Like it's, it totally makes sense that of course it would affect pain.
1: Yeah. And then like, and then, you know, you, you start looking at mindfulness and it's almost like the long road to get to that same playing field where you you just kind of open those pathways in your brain and let those cross over. And let those pathways change and get out of their stuck ways, where, like especially with chronic pain, because you're, you can get into a cycle in your brain where your brain just says the pain's there because I know it's there. Right. You know, like it's one of those things where it's just a repeat cycle. I say it's in pain, you feel pain, da, 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 da. Sure. So it's interesting that, like, you can actually use your own mind, <laughs> you know, to, right. to try and start to shift that so I'm I'm hoping that can be helpful for me because I've like I obviously have some acute pains right now that are mm-hmm. being kind of weighted on but then like I do have a few chronic pains so it'd be I, interesting I if used I can...
0: to sorry go ahead I'll let you finish <laughs>
1: it's okay it's like it'd be interesting if I can actually start to like you know kind of shift that away
0: Hmm. yeah
1: that would be nice I would enjoy
0: that <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, I find that I used to avoid taking painkiller meds before the pain got really bad. And at least before I had tried every intervention. Yeah. Um, And now I don't do that anymore. And what I'm finding is taking painkillers when I know pain is getting bad and then doing all the interventions anyways is beneficial and preferential to waiting and taking the painkillers once I'm in pain. Cause like taking a painkiller to prevent my body experiencing tons of pain seems to work so much better than taking it once I'm already in pain.
1: Yeah. And that's like actually one of the things that is suggested to young women when they're starting to get used to, um, dealing with periods and all that good stuff Really, is that, um, Start taking ibuprofen two days before you think you're going to get your period because cramping and the hormones that are re- re- released two to three days before your cycle actually starts is what starts that cramping. And if you can, huh. ibuprofen actually has uh, I can't remember what it is about ibuprofen, but it actually helps with one of those hormones.
0: Oh, interesting! Tr- like,
1: so, like, you have to make the sh- like, thing so then they say. I mean, once you're already cramping and you're already bleeding, you've already like kind of lost half the battle window. because yeah. you're past the window. It's just like my migraine pills. If I don't take them before it's a full blown migraine, then I'm screwed.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize any of that. I'm happy to hear that you had that knowledge.
1: Yeah, like so. That was something that was suggested and I was really bad as a kid. So they actually put me on methanamic acid instead, which is just like a stronger anti-inflammatory, like, oh, you know, like naproxen and stuff like that. So I was mm-hmm. on like a prescription anti-inflammatory and like, I have used to have to track my period, but then they put me on birth control because they knew I couldn't handle my period anymore. So I would have Fair. to like get, when I got to X pill, I had to start taking the methanamic acid so that as soon as i was on day one, no pill. It was already in my system before the cramps could start. Right. Like, it was like one of those things. Where it was like, okay, this is how you're gonna get through this period. Be right. Very on schedule. And I'm like, all right, this is what being a woman is. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> you're like, do I have to?
1: I was it was September of grade eight that I got my period. It was like the biggest, like, here's high school. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds like I the worst. Just like, <laughs> I
1: was just dumbfounded. I was like, are you serious? Was like, is there like a clock watching me? Like, all right, so it is, yeah, she's about to start high school, right? And Karen yeah so and
0: then it was just like i'm constantly impressed by the amount of like humor and levity that you bring to like being in like excruciating agony and like having like embarrassing shitty situations happen
1: well i mean like how can you not laugh because it's just like (laughs) it's just comedy of errors right like it's just hilarious to me
0: yeah no that makes perfect sense
1: i mean like once i've made it past it like whatever (laughs)
0: right right yeah, no, that's true. And laughter is supposed to be really helpful with pain.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I swear, my like, we've talked about it before, my dark humor is, like, the key to my affectionality. Yep.
0: I believe that. Yeah. yeah, I think at a certain point, you just have to be able to, like, look at all the other shocked people around you and just, like, burst into laughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, like, sometimes I realize, like, people will be like horrified when i say something I'm like, oh yeah like they have not been subjected to me enough to understand that i'm okay with this right <laughs> like oh um sorry guys let me just bring you back to the day i was born all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was when I was introduced to suffering <laughs> you're welcome
1: Yeah, like, as as I was thrown into my mom's best friend's hands As my mom started bleeding out Like, I mean, it was hard We were off to a bad start (laughs) And then she always likes to tell My mom's best friend always likes to say Oh, yeah, like, the doctor shoved you into my hands so fast That I dropped you on your head Wow And I know that's not true But she still says it And I'm just like and I call her Auntie, of course. And I'm like, Auntie, are you serious? Like, did you actually draw me? She's like, guess we'll never know. She's like, your mom doesn't remember <laughs> anything. I was like, well, yeah, she was kind of in a state of emergency. But, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. so, I mean, the, the dark humor came with the whole package, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny how whenever there's, like, any kind of emergency that I would use dark humor in for myself, I have to remember to, like, turn it off when I'm talking about other people. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that can definitely go really wrong. Sometimes I get, like, close when talking about COVID situations, Um, but then, like, people will come down on me, and I'll be like, oh, whoops. Right, forgetting <laughs> there's, like, half a million dead already.
1: Like, I was, like, talking to my friend today, and I was like, like, I woke up with a migraine. I'm like, this isn't fair. I like, I opened my eyes and my head hurt. (laughs) And I was like, maybe I'll just, you know, drill a hole. And she's she's like, I mean, if it helps. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, maybe just a little, just a little lobotomy. And she's like, well, historically, those really haven't really worked out for people. And I was like, but I will (laughs) know that. And she was like, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I already drill in my sleep. Why not all the time? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is sometimes terrible. Sometimes
1: when your head is crushing you, you're just like, oh my god, be done with you. Chew yeah, head, it feels chew. like this
0: would be easier if there was a pressure release valve.
1: Yep. Well, that day I was super sick and ended up in the hospital. A couple, I guess a month ago Two months ago? I don't know um, Yeah November sometime right. I, Uh Oh my god I just like totally spaced out Even the nurses were laughing at my humor though Because they're like, how are you still functioning girl? And I'm just like It's fine It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to be okay Really." Are you just like kind of used to this? I'm like, yeah, just it's it is what it is, you know? They're like, what do you think caused it? I'm like, EDS? pods, gastrofaces? I don't
0: know. You're like one of those one of the many possible causes caused it. Good luck.
1: Yeah. I'm like, isn't that your job?
0: <laughs> I love how they're <laughs> like in your case hospital? in your case we have no idea. How about you do our job for us?
1: Oh, and then the amazing thing is for the first time ever at Delta Hospital, they didn't treat me like an idiot who was looking for pain meds, which was really nice probably because I was too busy throwing up to ask for anything. No. Um, but uh, the second doctor that came on staff came in and was like, I at your chart. You have Alzheimer's Down syndrome. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, we need to get you in a CT scan if you're throwing up this much.
0: Oh, no.
1: So I was like, "Oh, somebody actually wants to do tests on me and figure out what's going on." So that was nice. I actually got a head CT. I'm throwing up all day.
0: Cool. So. What did you learn anything?
1: Um, no. Like, was laying down, so we wouldn't know if it was like Chiari or anything like that. But he said the pressure wasn't high, <laughs> so it wasn't that. Like, Jesus. It wasn't. I was like, he's like, it's not hypertension. I was like, well, I mean, that's good. And he's like, everything else looks okay. He's like, I'm surprised they didn't check that, though, with EDS. And I was like, is there a doctor <laughs> at Delta Hospital that knows what the heck he's talking about when it comes to my condition? What's happening?
0: Fuck, I love that you're basically like, yeah, I'm surprised they don't check stuff all the time. But it's weird to hear you say it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they they ended up having to give me Howl doll. Um, wow. So, yeah, that was a fun time. Um... Antipsychotics when you're not having a psychotic episode are very weird um
0: i'm super curious to hear more
1: um well yeah but i was so impressed he did an ekg before giving it to me because of pots and potential for a long qt and all that stuff so i was just like amazed just in general at this guy but um, yeah, the hell though. when I got home that night. And also, I was like super exhausted and 30 hours out from my last dose of meds, Ooh. any of my meds, right? So Lyrica, so it felt like there was ants in my legs. Oh. And like I was like scratching them and punching my legs. And Cliff was kind of just like, I'm just going to leave her. Uh, and I was like, once the Lyrica kicks back in, I'll be okay. I will not feel this nerd firing business. Um, but I was like crying because i was so tired and exhausted mm-hmm. and like i was still nauseous but i couldn't sit there in a mask and like in my own sick much longer i needed to go home right like i got my fluids i got meds the vomiting stopped for over an hour like let's let me go and um i'm like sitting up on the couch and i was just like what a day oh my god like what like, I started throwing up at 1 a.m. last night. It is now 10 p.m. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I've had all these drugs. Like, it took six drugs to get me to stop throwing up. Jeez. And, I, and they did two bags of the Halidol. Jesus. So I started crying, but my hydration hadn't fully kicked back into effect. So oh, no. So I crying: tears. So then I started hysterically laughing because I wanted to cry, but it wouldn't come out. And it was like, just like, my brain was just looping. Like, it was like...
0: (laughs) Right, because every single time, you'd be like, life is fucked. This is hilarious in a terrible way.
1: Yeah, it was just like back and forth and back and forth. And I was just like, when will it? End? <laughs> just then I managed to, like, take a little nap and then come up, like, get up again. I was like, okay, starting to level out here. But it took gravel, intravenous gravel, and then they did intravenous sofran, which is, like, the next step of nausea. Then they tried Maxicam to try and calm my stomach. Mm-hmm. Then they tried um, something they started doing the haldoch. It might have been when they started the Haldol. And then that still wasn't working, so then they tried Pantoprazzol to try and calm my stomach again. And there was one other. Oh, and Toradol, because I started getting a migraine halfway through.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And, and like, Toradol is one of those ones that I hate getting intravenously because it stings. Grab too, Right. I didn't feel it at all. Like Mm -hmm. straight up bolus right to the IV, and I was just like, Yep, whatever you want to give me, more please, sure, why not? (laughs) Like, it was just like, normally, I like brace myself for Toradol, like, (laughs) I'm like, but like, yeah, nothing. I was just like, I was so, my body was just like, I can't do this anymore. And of course, I was in a recliner, like, I wasn't in a bed, (laughs) it was just that one, of like, the um infusion chairs. So right. It's like my sad little EDS body like pretzels as everybody walks by it's like, why is she sitting like that? I'm like, this is how it's working right now. <laughs> 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 so I can hold my bucket at the same time. <laughs> like, oh man. That was a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sure sounds like it.
1: Yeah, I was like very scared of getting nauseous for That's a solid of- month afterwards.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I have developed um, at times minor fear of nausea because I couldn't stop throwing up. But my story is far less um, interesting than yours, and I certainly. <laughs> enjoyed yours much more by which i don't mean so much that i'm like i enjoy your suffering i mean more like it you tend to have like compelling stories that just like keep going after everyone is like for the love of god won't someone make it stop and you're like oh no wait this gets better
1: well i thought like honestly in my head i was like I'm going to go there. They're going to give me saline and Zofran, and I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like, that's sure. what I was telling myself before leaving to the hospital. I was like, going to get some Zofran. Everything's going to be good. Because, like, Zofran's what they give ke- chemo patients. Like,
0: <laughs> I don't actually know what that one is.
1: Uh, I forgot what the other name for it is. We... Why, why
0: do they give it to chemo patients?
1: It's called On Dancitron. It's, um, yeah, so it's prevent nausea and vomiting caused by cancer, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, or surgery. Got it. So effective for gastroenteritis. So it's basically like what you give when people won't stop puking. And then sure. Haldol is like the, oh my God, why are they still puking? <laughs> Let's bring in the antipsychotics. <laughs>
0: I've, I've heard about an antipsychotics being used to treat, like, off-label stuff before. I've never heard them yeah. used to treat nausea.
1: I, I actually looked it up because at first, my thought was, because they needed a urine sample and I couldn't give one. It took until, I got there at 10 a.m. and I couldn't pee until 4 p.m. Oh, so that's my when I goodness. I finally gave them a urine sample. And they did do a blood draw. And I was like, when did I last take my microdose? Like, right. Oh. Was it at least 24 hours? And I was thinking, and I was like, well, it's been at least 48. Like, if, if 250, mi- like, m- like, I think it's what, milligrams? Yeah, I guess. Of um, psilocybin, like, well, not psilocybin, right. of like actual mushrooms, <laughs> you know? Right, right. If that's still in there 48 hours later, that's ridiculous. So I, yep. I sent myself into panic. I'm like, they think I'm in a fully, like, they think I'm in psychosis or something. Right. And then I realized that now it was just me working myself up. It's like, no, oh. that's not it. It was It's literally that they use it for that when nothing else will work. So I was like, okay, I feel, I feel better now. I like, yeah. Cause as soon as I saw Haldol, I was like, what do they think is happening?
0: <laughs> like, yep. That's legit. I would also be concerned.
1: Yeah. And they were just like, kind of like a last ditch effort. <laughs> like we've thrown everybody else at it. We tried the stomach meds, we t- And then like yeah, like pantoprazzles, the very last thing they gave me, which is just you know a uh, proton pump inhibitor. It's so, like next them huh. for any of them, all very similar
0: but yeah i don't I don't even know why they would be giving you a proton pump inhibitor
1: uh well, I usually do take one um okay they, they were hope I think what they were hoping is that if my stomach lining. Oh, calm cause, down I would stop right. throwing up because like nothing was coming up it was like literally at the point where it's just like drool and spit right like, it's just like right. my body was but I couldn't physically stop it was just like never ending
0: and I'm assuming the proton pump inhibitor had to do with preventing the creation of acids yeah probably got it because
1: I was throwing up bile when I first got there right and then, yeah, so it was just kind of, they were just like, all right. And then they were, like, trying, they were running around trying to figure out what they could do because the hospital doesn't carry a Vabradine, and I had been without it for 30 hours at that, like, overall. Right. I'd thrown up my meds that night and then didn't have my meds in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, my heart rate was crazy <laughs> because I didn't right. have my Vabradine to actually bring it back down. So literally when I got home, I slept on the couch that night. And just every few hours, anytime I would wake up, I would just take a couple more of my meds. Just like, all right, we'll take just the Lyrica right now. And then in two hours, we'll try adding in the Reclifin. And then we will try and add it. Like, it was just like, it was going to be the least mean to my tummy and the most important to get in my system. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's can't be a good place to be like that. Just got to be so uncomfortable. I know for me, even just taking my mental health meds when I'm like vomiting uncontrollably, which doesn't happen all that often. Um, although I'm not going to lie, I took my mental health med 15 minutes early because normally I take it in 10 minutes. And I took it five minutes ago because my... Um, I'm not saying my migraine's getting worse, but all of this talk about like uncontrollable vomiting is like, oh yeah, that's a possible outcome for me tonight. I should probably take my mental health bed now, like before, before I know that it's going to happen. I should just take it when I know it's not going to happen right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because the last thing you want is for your antidepressant to not be properly absorbed because you're really sick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, it was, like, a moment of realizing just how bad my nerve pain is without my meds. Like, I forgot right. what I used to feel like when I wasn't on meds. Right. And I was like, oh, dang, like, it's rough in here. <laughs> Let's numb that more, please. <laughs> Let's go back to the numbing part. Like, it was just, like. Oh wow! Fuck. And then because and because I was like freaking out because obviously it was just drained and then the hell doll is just like I, I like I said I was hitting my legs because I just couldn't right figure out how to get them to shut up. I was like putting my weighted blanket on. And
0: I was like, shh, oh shh. my god, migraines are the fucking worst. I can't even imagine what having that pain from other parts of your body as well would be like.
1: Well, I I was just like. It's it's like radio static in your body, mm. <laughs> and like I, yeah, I was just ugh, do not like
0: when um when I was having migraines and I was like exhausted and like lying on the ground and just like in a lot of pain, um and I knew it was because like stuff wasn't moving. I would literally be like punching at my abs, just like trying to like shock stuff into moving. Like, I I get that sense of panic where you're like at your wits' end. You're like, there's literally like nothing I can do. Like, why won't you move? Like,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I've definitely like played some patty cake and smushery on my stomach before. Like, come on. Like, I will find it. I will find the block and I will move it with my fingers. Like, Like I will physically
0: force it to move. And, like, sometimes it's painful. And I'm like, well, if I tear myself internally, I'll go to the hospital. But then, you know, I'm willing to take the risk of, like, potential sepsis because what is this quality of life?
1: (laughs) At least they'll find the blockage. (laughs)
0: it's true at least they will find the blockage
1: oh yeah that's how like it's funny when you start to like all right i gotta plan out exactly how this emergency is gonna go down Uh... (laughs) (laughs) when it happens
0: yeah no i know exactly what you're talking about where you're like where am i gonna be in six hours from now okay what do i need to do to take care of my body so that six hours from now i'm not worse off yeah,
1: I know, it's just like I'm already preparing to be preparing for the vaccine,
0: because <sighs> I know I'm so sorry.
1: That, like, my body is gonna have a hissy bit about it, and I'm probably gonna sleep for a week. <laughs> like, that's probably what'll happen. And, you know, I have to be ready for that. I have to be ready to feel like crap.
0: <laughs> right. You're like, this isn't something I get, like, a choice in. This is something I have to do <laughs> to live. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I need the COVID vaccine because I would really like for things to at least get somewhat more normal. But at yeah. the same time, I know what body I came with.
0: Yes, you are aware of the model that shipped.
1: All <laughs> like right. My parents have discussed like one getting it one week and one getting it a different week, just in case. You know what I mean? Right. Like one can take care of the other. Yes. Like, that's brilliant, actually. That's the way to do it
0: yeah that does sound pretty smart yeah. um before we start talking about covid vaccines or anything else do you want to end the session and then maybe we'll do our christmas session next sure yeah yeah awesome well thank you so much for talking with me all about um mindfulness and chronic pain and like strategies and yeah that and like pretty incredible trip to the hospital like i I always appreciate your stories
1: (laughs) adventures with billy
0: so how was it intimates did you love something you heard or maybe you're upset by something i said leave your comments on facebook.com slash intimate interactions or you can go to patreon.com victorsalmon where you can find our discord server all of these communities are available on intimatepodcast.com and i genuinely look forward to speaking with you soon If you liked it, please consider helping us pay for show costs over at Patreon for as little as $1 per month. It's incredibly helpful, it's just a dollar a month. If you can afford it, we would hugely appreciate having your support. And hey, if that doesn't work for you, I completely understand. You can also help out by going to leave a review on iTunes or other favorite social media platform. Social proof like that helps so much with visibility and audience building. It helps other intimacy and relationship nerds find us. And if any of that just sounds like too much work, you can always do something really simple and it still goes a long way. Something like just tapping share and sending an episode that you liked, maybe a favorite, to a friend or partner, or maybe you can send them something you think they might really like. That's probably more considerate. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time and for your help in keeping us making more of intimate interactions. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The intro music was Driving in the Rain by Timecrawler and this outro music is Acoustic Blues by Jason Shaw.